there were horns honking. There were dozens of cars. There were signs on the cars. There, was, there were COVID hugs. There were high fives. Uh, there was uh, unexpected wrong turns. And there was thumbs up. Um, clapping, smiles. It was, it was just so good. That was yesterday for Common Power. Today it's May 9th, Sunday, Mother's Day. Um, and I'm uh, out for my morning walk, beautiful morning. And I'm reflecting upon our very first in-person action for Common Power since February of 2020. We, uh, we started as an in-person organization and we will return to being primarily an in-person organization in the next six months, I expect, we expect. Um, but we will never not be a virtual organization after we've gone through this with COVID. Um, but we will certainly have an emphasis upon in-person activities, traveling, meeting up, gathering, high-fiving. And yesterday was our first at the John Lewis Action Day. It was a, a national day of action for, for voting, to protect our vote, to fight for the freedom to vote. And we gathered and did two things. We did a votercade, which is getting a bunch of people in cars and putting signs on cars and driving together as a group um, through the town or just through a community or just for a distance. And we did that and we probably had about 50 cars. And we also secondly did uh, some sign waving at street intersections in five different locations around Western Washington, three in Seattle and two in uh, uh, sorry, and one in, on Bainbridge Island and one in Anacortes, so two outside of Seattle. And uh, it was just so good for the soul, so good for the soul to see people and to, to take note of what we'd come through. So, uh, it seemed symbolic to me to return to in-person action together on a day honoring the hero, a hero of mine, John Lewis. And John Lewis lived a life of inspiration and integrity and uh, fought for justice and equality, did it with the most unbelievably generous heart and spirit, committed to good trouble, as he phrased it, doing things that disrupted the system because we stood for the rightness of democracy, of inclusion. To uh, We had signs with his picture on it, um, and I will keep one of those signs for my own personal reflection and inspiration. 
good trouble, John Lewis would talk about. And he meant getting ourselves, he would say that he meant getting ourselves in the way of the systems and the practices that produce disfranchisement, exclusion, discrimination in civil rights and particularly in voting rights. He would say that the vote was the most powerful, is the most powerful nonviolent weapon we have, that it is almost sacred. I can hear his cadence from speeches I've seen by him, almost sacred. I've had the chance to meet John Lewis once with a group of people in Selma, Alabama. Uh, it was in February, uh, sorry, March of 2016, and he was speaking at a church, and I was there with a group of folks who had gone to Montgomery and to Selma and to a bunch of other places where we had seen the courage and strength and pain of people fighting for justice. And Lewis spoke at the church and spoke about good trouble. And afterwards, as you might expect, many, many folks went up to get near him, to take photos with him if you would, if you would, if you would, and just to, to be, you know, close to somebody who's changed the world. And he did. He took photos with everybody. And I was there with, with many students, some adults, and, uh, you know, that was a moment that we'll never forget. Good trouble. John Lewis passed away in 2020. He died from prostate cancer um, or pancreatic cancer. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't exactly remember. Might be, yeah, it might have been pancreatic cancer. And we lost a moral rock, a North Star a person who, who was an unshakable leader for us as a country and as a movement. It's a loss. His departure is an enormous loss. But we had him. We had him since... About 1940, I don't, I don't know the exact year he was born, but I know that he was 18 or 19 when he got involved in the movement, civil rights movement in the late 1950s. And I'm reminded today that, that uh, on this Mother's Day, on this day after the John Lewis Day of Action, when we continue our work, when we lean in, I'm reminded today that in the midst of loss, there is also revelation and inspiration and determination. When I was young, when I was 11, my mother passed away. She passed away from cancer and 
it's a, a, a an outcome that uh, you know has forever shaped who I am. It, uh, it it impacts me pretty much in everything I do. How I'm a parent, the way in which I seek to interact with people, my own drivenness to achieve, to 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 be a, my ambition to do things for from for the world. Um, And I, I'm aware, deeply aware of the way in which loss in a person's life can lead one knowingly or not to, to become certain, to, to, to pursue certain pathways and to embrace certain values and to build particular relationships. Um, and so ever since that loss, when there have been other meaningful people that have lo- I've lost uh, a friend or two, a father, the, the loss of the new person joins the loss that I feel for my mom. So the loss from of my mom is the foundational loss. The loss of everybody else joins that space. It's like there's a reservoir and the, the, there's new waters that come into that reservoir um, when there's new profound losses. One of the gifts of my life has been to come to terms with that, what it, what my mom's loss meant for me, and to understand how it um, uh, mattered for me as an adult. I came to terms with it in the, when I was in my twenties, and began to unpack and to understand, and then to rebuild um, what it meant to be an adult without a guiding moral force such as her in my life. Um, And I am aware, back to this point of being aware, that in one's loss, there is also what what is embedded in the reality of a painful loss is that there was deep, profound meaning that that was there and can still come with us, that can still be with us. There is no question that uh, for me that I carry my mother, my father's loss, departures, passings with me. And yesterday when I was talking to Bob Zellner, an American hero, one of the uh, uh, early leaders of the SNCC Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, the first white Southerner to be hired on as a field secretary to do work on college campuses for SNCC. And I said, would, I asked him, he was on our Zoom call yesterday, and I asked him, would John Lewis be with us 
today in a votercade. And he said he would be, and he is. And Bob went on to talk about how the, 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 the values, the essence, the spirit of standing up, of getting into good trouble, of, of simply publicly showing up and articulating what is right is John Lewis. That there is the person and then there is the spirit. And us doing that yesterday was the spirit of John Lewis. The fight to vote in America has been going on ever since, or actually before there was a United States of America. The treatment of non-European Americans, the decimation of indigenous Americans, the refusal to allow women to vote, the enslavement of Africans and then African Americans, the treatment of Asian Americans, Chinese Americans, Japanese Americans, Korean Americans, and on, Vietnamese Americans, the absolute demonization of Mexicans and Mexican-Americans and immigrants generally, that is, that is in the fabric of this country. And we are fighting to lose that, to lose it, to get rid of it. John Lewis was with us yesterday and he's with us today. When we make a determination, whether it's on Mother's Day, on May 9th, or it's on a next Sunday, which will be more pedestrian, and we decide again, because it's a daily decision to make this work front and center in our lives. In our loss, there are opportunities for new determination, revelation, inspiration. What we lose is also part of what we've gained. About, uh, no, three or four months ago, I was uh, at a hotel. This, um, yeah, yeah, that's about right time-wise. Because it had been, it had been one of the very first kind of return to a COVID, I mean, to a hotel. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, <laughs> you know, one of those funny things you try to figure out when exactly it was. Um, I think it was in February and I went to, um, breakfast. They didn't really have breakfast. They just had some things you could pick up and I was coming back and I was going to go by, it was going to take the elevator, but the COVID rules were, you know, one or two people on an elevator and not with people you don't know. Um, so there was a gentleman at the, at the elevator and, 
I came around the corner to, get to, to go to the elevator. He was there, so I just kind of pivoted and was going to go off to the stairs. And um, he was uh, uh, he just he, had, he was sweating. He had just come from the workout room, apparently. And he had on a mask, and of course, so did I. We had on a mask. And his mask, um, I just kind of quick glanced at him and then went, went back around the corner to go to go uh, to the stairs. But his mask said, said, good trouble on it. Good trouble. And uh, so I was, you know, just busy moving. And so I went around the corner, but I saw this out of the corner of my eye. And so after I went around the corner, I was struck by it. So I stopped, pivoted, turned back, took three steps, went back around the corner and said, I love your mask. Thanks. And of course he wasn't expecting me to, to say this. Uh, and, uh, I was, I am a white man and he was an African American man. Um, and, uh, he looked over at me, um, and it, it was like a mix of smile, bemusement, and uncertainty in his eyes. Um, and he said, oh, thanks. Um, do you know what it re refers to? And I said, absolutely. John Lewis and the fight for justice. And uh, he said, you know it. And, uh, and then he said, you know, most people... When they see this, they think it means something about like sex or they misinterpret it. He goes, so I always want to make sure. And I said, I understand. Um, just want you to know that I appreciate, uh, he's a hero of mine and I appreciate um, your commitment and I'm with you. Um, and he gave me his, put out his fist and we fist bumped um, and the elevator came and he got on. It was just a small little human moment. But there was so many things that went into that. Him not knowing who I was. Him wanting to be clear. I'm sure that there's an awful lot there interracially to unpack um, that I respect uh, and am saddened by too, but also respect. Um, but also that he had made the decision to wear the mask to, cause when you wear a mask and put the name on it and there's something on it, you've made a decision about what that says that he was committed to good trouble. I'm glad that I chose in that moment to connect with him. Every, every communication that we engage in makes a difference. That's deep in my fiber as a person who has studied, taught about, researched communication. There is nothing that doesn't matter. You may, we may have no idea how it matters and probably don't for most and most and most of our communications, but it all makes a difference. It all matters. So many times we see things that were said or that we were said to us that matter, that that nobody has any idea except the person receiving the message uh, knows. And so in that moment, we had a human connection rooted in a person who was not there, John Lewis, who had passed away. But there was a determination for me that I took away from that. 
a little added strength. There is sadness that comes with loss. I feel that this morning. But there's also strength. And there is, can be, there can be clarity. It was great yesterday for us in our community to come together, to see each other, to metaphorically, but also literally, fist bump, high five, side hugs and do a little good trouble. We have so far to go in this world, in this country. <laughs> Somebody drove by at the end of the, uh, at the end, we were on Capitol Hill, just about a, a dozen of us at the end and we were on a corner and we had our signs, protect the vote, freedom to vote. And somebody was at a street corner and they honked their horn at us and they, you know, they were clearly with us. And then this woman said, uh, she leaned her head out the window and she said, if you break a window, you'll get more attention. Um, and we all laughed because that's true. It's true. Um, and she was, so she, we took it to mean that she was implying that we should not that not, it was not a critique of the breaking of the window. It was like a, 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 a please go do it. Um, and, uh, and Charles Douglas, who was there and has been, you know, one of the instrumental people and is now our executive director of common power just turned to all of us and said, it's true, but we're going to stay in our lane and that's what we're going to do. We're going to do good trouble. We're going to carry forward John Lewis. We're going to bring forward everybody in our lives who is not with us anymore. In our community, that includes Andy Reynolds and Paul Taub, folks who've been with us, have done work, and just most generous, determined folks. We are going to continue to do good trouble. We're going to figure out how to do it again in person, post-COVID. We're going to continue to do it remotely. We are going to do it together. We are going to, to move forward in strength with no guarantees, but with the rightness of spirit. We've lost a lot. And we've gained a lot. Let's go, folks. It's time for more good trouble. Onward.